Hi, my name is Jordan Lytle, and welcome back to the Collected Nonsense Podcast, a podcast about music, games, and other nonsense. With me, I have my co-host, Zachary Bruno. Zachary, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Tired, but pretty good. It's been a busy week. <laughs> Same here, man. What have you been up to? So, what have you been up to, man? Oh, I just asked you what you'd been up to. Sorry, <laughs> must have been too quiet. All right. Well, okay, I'll go first then. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Over the weekend, I went to a music festival concert, or it was a music festival, and I played a concert, played a set of solo piano songs um, in Illinois, so that was fun. got to play alongside a bunch of other artists, and uh, actually, we collaborated. Um, we did. I did a few uh, piano parts to some, a couple musicians there, so that was fun, too. Uh, but overall, oh, cool. it's, been a, it's been a really, really fun fun weekend for me sounds like it so were you playing all original stuff or what's that any covers anything what what all were you playing so it was a it was kind of more of a uh, a worship music festival and um i played i played my solo piano pieces um so nothing no like vocals or or other instruments um but i play i played like i <laughs> I kind of, I have this thing where um, I tend to kind of not think that solo piano is that interesting, maybe because I've always done it my whole life, but I didn't want to play too too long of a set because I, I did that, and then I didn't think that I would be able to talk about my songs because I was so nervous, um, but I ended, up, I ended up talking about my songs, and it, it kind of fell short. People were kind of sad that it uh it wasn't as long it was like more like a 25 minute half an hour thing than than the hour that they gave me but um but at the end of of that set we i ended up playing uh so th- so this girl Michaela um is her name and she she's part of a band up in uh i don't i, I can't remember where she lives but um somewhere around that area and uh she um she came to me a while back, asked me for the inspiration for my song "Before the Rain," which is a solo piano piece. She wanted to set words to it, I think, or something like that. Um, and I was kind of wondering, like, how do you set words to that kind of a song? I don't know if you've heard it recently, but it's like it's really complicated, and it's it's very um, it goes all over the place. So, how do you set words to that? But it's very instrumental. I mean, it's very it's set instrumental. Up like an instrumental yeah. song would be. It's not structured for words. Yeah, not it, a bad thing, but. Well, so um, anyway, I didn't hear for her, from her for a while. She said she couldn't really do it, basically. And then a month before the um, the Illinois Illinois <laughs> I keep saying it, Illinois the Illinois festival that's the proper way to pronounce it. But about a month before that, she um, she came back to me and she said she she basically wrote a song based on the inspiration that I had written out from basically the inspiration behind that instrumental song that I wrote. And she, she wrote a, she wrote lyrics and a whole song, uh, about, you know, that inspiration. So, um, we ended up playing, playing that song after my set. So that was kind of fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. So what was the inspiration behind the song? The inspiration behind before the rain. Um, well it's, it's in the title. So, um, one day I was, in the park at my house in Texas. I don't live there anymore, but I was um, I was at my house in Texas, and, or <laughs> the park beside my house. I walked there with my dog, and um, basically what ended up happening, I remember it very vividly. It was kind of an interesting thing because I don't usually remember the inspiration to my songs, but this one, this one's really vivid in my mind. Um, I had gone there. Um, I just... I felt, I think it was a Saturday and I just wanted to just relax. So I just, I went there, no idea how long I would be there. I ended up being there for two hours. And in those two hours, um, I was basically walking around. I eventually sat down in the middle of the park. It was kind of busy. It wasn't busy inside the park. This was, this was a park like behind a school. It was like a really, really big park and it was open during non-school hours and there was, wasn't really anybody in the park because uh, it was it was gated off, uh, kind of, and people were 
were kind of like riding their their bikes and walking on the path that was kind of surrounding it. And I remember just like sitting there um, and just like looking up at the clouds and the clouds were just, it kind of looked like it was going to rain, but it didn't really look like it was going to rain at the same time. It was really windy. And it was kind of weird because like as it got more unsettled, um, I kept sitting down and just kind of like daydreaming a little bit. And all of a sudden I realized I looked around me and there was like nobody there. Everybody had disappeared because it got so like unsettled. It almost felt like it was going to rain soon. But it's just, it was amazing to like, there was like this moment that I, I realized that everything had just, everybody had just disappeared. There was like nobody there. And I had been so busy before. So, so yeah, I just went home, basically, long story short, and wrote, basically finished a song that I had started before. Interesting. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite things is being outside right before it starts raining. Uh, like at work today, at lunchtime, I went out and walked and it was like in between showers it's been kind of raining all day for whatever reason it's kind of odd for it to be raining in july i guess it is july i was about to say june but it's kind of odd for it to be raining in july but it was and so you know as i was out walking it was kind of overcast and i didn't know if it was going to start raining on me but it's kind of interesting how everything just kind of goes quiet before it starts raining everybody just kind of knows to take cover i guess yeah everybody goes inside and just doesn't enjoy it (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can enjoy the rain from inside or outside, but it's it's nice to sit out, especially when it's windy. Yeah, well, yeah, and partly because I never do it, I guess that was probably part of the the charm about it. It's just I didn't. It was like one of the first times I've ever like just been alone and kind of at the at the mercy of nature in a way. It kind of like when you start seeing the clouds roll in, you kind of start like it gives you a weird feeling like you're not safe and protected in in the the safe shelter of your home you're kind of exposed yeah i think one of the one of the like the nicest things is even better than just sitting inside in the rain is like sitting in a tent in the rain yeah like on can't when camping when it rains it's a pain because you got to spend time you got to get up extra early so you can lay all the tarps out and dry them all out and everything and it's a pain but when it's actually raining it sometimes it's kind of nice if you didn't have anything planned for that day to just you know sit in the tent and listen to the rain hit the trees or you know the tent it's just really peaceful and it's not boring as long as you remember to bring a pack of cards or something with you yep pack of cards that brings back a lot of memories <laughs> Yeah, I think I still have a pack of cards in my backpack just in case. <laughs> your your camping backpack? Your They're just backpack my backpack. backpack I use for everything. Oh. Computer nice. stuff, camping stuff. I mean, I just switch out whatever's in it depending on what I'm doing. So, although I don't think I'm using the same backpack, I just think whatever I get a new one, I switch all the contents over and I'll think about what reason I have for actually keeping those things in there. I have I not know. gotten a new backpack in forever. I don't know where. I guess it hasn't been a priority for me or something. I think I've only had like two. One was the one I was using when I was in Scouts. And the other one is the one I have now, which I bought like a year ago. Because the other one, just like all the zippers broke. So it was kind of useless. Well, yeah, uh, how do we get there from? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about before the rain. Backpacks. <laughs> yeah, rabbit trail. That's so, good stuff, though. Thanks, man. It's interesting. Yeah. So um, I should probably probably tell you the band of the week. Uh, oh yeah. So there's a this this artist is a, an artist that I just recently discovered. Um, singer-songwriter. I just recently also discovered that he's a folk pop Americana singer, singer-songwriter from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Peter Bradley Adams is the guy, and he okay. is really cool. I, I like some of his songs. Um, how would I describe it? Uh, let me just give you the title of the song that I really like. A lot of people like it because it has 
Well, I know that because it has a lot of view, a lot of plays on Spotify. But um, it's called "The Longer I Run," and it's on the album "Leave Taking," which is kind of an interesting okay. name. Okay, may have to make a note of that. I haven't. I don't think I've heard of this guy before. He's really, really cool. Really cool music. So I don't know how I would describe uh, his music. Although if I click on the artist related artists on Spotify, in case you were wondering, is Griffin House, Greg Laswell, Matthew Perryman Jones, Carrie Brothers, Joe Purdy, Andrew Bell. I recognize that Andrew Bell, but that's it. There's a bunch of other. Yeah, I don't think I recognize any of those, but <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all pretty obscure. Um, he only has 26,000 followers on Spotify. So he's not like, this guy's not like super, super famous, but the longer I run has 15 million spins. So I don't know. It's kind of one of those guys that he's not like famous as a guy, but he has famous songs. I don't know if you know what I mean. He has a lot of reach as far as music goes. What? Not everybody knows who he is, but they've heard one of his songs. Yeah. He's kind of one of those guys. It seems like. What do you like about his music specifically? Um, okay, so I haven't heard... I didn't do my proper research. I didn't go and listen to every single album or even one album, but... I mean, you don't have to. Um, but I did listen to a like few songs, and I did I did hear... Um, it, there, it seems like a common thread for me is in good music, according to my taste, is catch, catchiness. Like, if it... If I kind of can listen to it and be like, wow, it's like this is, has a good melody to it. And it sounds like somebody actually put the time and effort into making it sound good. Excuse me. Um, then, yeah, then I kind of like it. And something that's honest is usually usually a good thing. And it's a pretty, he's a, he seems to be a pretty honest songwriter. Hmm. But uh, it's interesting. Somebody was saying earlier today about the uh, uh, songwriting that I was about to tie this into what you were saying, but I've lost my train of thought as far as that goes. But it was interesting because somebody was saying that the best way to write a song is to start with the chorus because that's what's going to get stuck in people's heads and the rest of the song will kind of follow. You know, when I write my songs, because I haven't written like hundreds and hundreds of songs. I'm not like a songwriter, but. I've written some songs and for some reason, for whatever reason that happens to me the most is I, I'm writing lyrics and it's always the chorus almost every single time. And then I come to this point where I'm wondering, okay, is this really the chorus or can I put a chorus on top of this? Cause I don't know sometimes if it's, it's like, I can't, sometimes I can't for the life of me figure out, of a good verse melody like how do i how does the verse go you know i have this like really catchy something whatever it is and i don't know what to do should i like make it the verse and then come up with something that it can lead into or just make that the chorus and then figure out so i i don't really want to like make the chorus and then or like have the chorus and then make some like a kind of like a crappy verse just to kind of like make it a song, you know what I mean? Just to have something there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess a lot of a lot of times you just end up stumbling into the song. Like you just write some things, and it eventually it almost comes together by itself. Just trial and error. Yeah, I. It's it's kind of the the uh, ominous. What was it? I, I don't even know what that word means sadly ominous okay so um i was gonna say i don't you keep using that word i don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> i i need to make sure i know what i'm saying before i just say it but just the the question that always comes to mind is you know when so- how do you write a song where do you start and you know some songs see all, seem to come together and some songs just don't they just kind of I think if you talk to any songwriter, I know the ones that I've talked to and, and from past experience with myself is that it's creative, creative work is always work. 
it's, it's, um, but it, you know, the odd time it something will come together just immediately. But, um, but most of the time, you know, like 90, 90 or 95% of the work that you see, it just, it took a lot of time just to flesh everything out, you know, the lyrics and the, maybe not, well, the melody too. And, uh, everything is just, it's, it's, it's a work of art. <laughs> it's a different kind of work. Right. It's not, it's not all, you know, just doing menial labor or whatever. It's, yeah. You're learning to work through the creative process, which is a little different. It's interesting. Yeah. It was kind of interesting the other day I was watching. Oh, wait, before I get off on this tangent, I remembered who said the thing earlier. Uh, the guy who said that you should always start with the chorus was Gavin Dunn. He's an Irish musician who writes songs typically based around video games. So he'll like he'll play a video game and then he'll write a song from a character's perspective. So it's not about the game, but it's like it has something to do with the story. So he just released a song for The Witcher 3. It's really good. So uh, Miracle, or you can find his music at Miracle of Sound on YouTube. It's all out there for free. And then if you want to support him, you can buy it. But yeah, he's a good musician. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, I was saying that the other day I was watching a an interview with Brian Fallon of the Gaslight Anthem, and he was talking about songwriting and you know how sometimes it just comes to you. And he was saying sometimes you just pick up a guitar and the guitar already has a song in it, and you just have to figure out how to get it out of it. Which I just thought was an interesting way to put it. Yeah, dude, is that um, the guy that you were talking about? That uh, I, forgot, I forget what his name is already, but the guy um, who writes, who t- talked about the chorus and writing the chorus first. Is that the guy you were telling me about before? Um, I think you were telling me about him before. Yes, I think I've mentioned him before, but I don't remember which. But I think it was a few podcasts ago. Okay, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um you know what's you know what's interesting is that uh there's this artist uh lights um if I don't know if that sounds familiar to you but she lights yeah uh she a bit of a generic she's name, um, so. she's an electronic artist and she i guess another pop artist maybe but um but she she writes a lot of songs and um a lot of her songs are based on video well I shouldn't say a lot of them, but I know that some of them are based on video games or hmm. uh, probably the character's perspective as well. Um, so that, that was that was cool. So that might be the band of the week next week. <laughs> yeah, I may, have to go, I may have to go look them up. Yeah, see, you know, like normally I don't even like songs based on video games because a lot of times it's just, you know, somebody who is really into video games and is not really into music, just decided to write a song, and so they don't oh, really yeah. good at it. But in this case, it's, uh, you know, this guy's been in multiple bands, and he's been doing music forever, and he just also happens to like video games. So as, a, as you know, just because he likes, he, you know, there's two things that he likes, he decides to combine the two. And the inter- the funny thing is, like, listening to the song, you wouldn't even know it was about a video game because it's written about the characters and about the story. Yeah, no, usually um, there's always, like, the the one skill is kind of better than the other, and I don't know. I don't have much experience in that area, but... Well, I guess one's a skill and the other's a hobby for the most part. Okay. But, yeah. I, I guess the reason I like listening to his stuff is just because it's all well-written and he's constantly improving, too, so... He just released a an album recently, a metal album, which had nothing to do with video games. It was really good. It's called Metal Up. It's on iTunes. I don't remember how much it is. I think it's ten bucks. It's definitely worth it. It's good stuff. Sweet. Sweet. I don't listen to that much metal, but I know that there's. Uh, I used to think I used to think that that rock was or. Yeah, I used to think metal was rock music, 
so when I, I used to listen to like, I still listen to a lot of rock music, but like I listen to rock music and I'd be like, this is cool stuff. And then I'd see the genre and it'd say, it'd say rock. And I'm like, there's no way this is rock. And it was, but I guess I was, it just felt so mellow, I guess. Cause I've, I, I don't usually listen to metal, but like what I generally associated with rock music was the metal persona persona or whatever well part of it too is like there's a whole lot of things that qualify as rock so like modern rock is not what you know you would consider like rock and roll like old school um i don't know i mean it looks like a lot of different things from elvis to uh springsteen i mean it's a pretty big difference but they're both those are both rock and roll you know, I, and I consider meatloaf rock and roll too. That's a whole other category too. And then you, have, you know, you have lighter rock bands and heavier rock bands, and it all sounds pretty different. But metal's a whole other, whole other thing. So the just it has a whole other sound to it. And even within the realm of or within the genre of metal, there's you. Know, tons and tons and tons of different subgenres, and I have no idea how to keep track of all of them and I don't listen to enough metal to to know I've only listened to a few things actually I don't know if I mentioned it on here but I went to a metal concert a couple months back have I told you about it I don't remember. I don't think so I went to see Nightwish which is a good metal band I forget where they're from I, I can't remember um somewhere overseas uh, point is they're pretty good metal band it was a good concert i don't know one of the interesting things about metal concerts is metal fans tend to be the nicest crowds like ever oh really (laughs) and they also tend to be the most musically inclined so when everybody's clapping along to the music at the concert there's not a single person off beat wow and like if there's been cases where people were in like a mosh pit or whatever and somebody got trampled and like, fan I mean, people who didn't even know each other would like, you know, shove their way through the crowd to help the people and get them out of there, and just you know, everybody's super nice, which is kind of funny because that's not the perception in general. I don't know. It, it's pretty cool. But yeah, how do we even get to that? This is this is going to be the most rambly of the podcast because really. It's, well, I, we've already gone off on like three tangents. I think that I think we're still I in think the first it's section. cool, and I think that's probably because we're just winging it. I think we didn't we didn't tell everybody that we honestly didn't really plan that well for this podcast. Um, partly because, well, actually, for the most part, because both of us have been really busy this past week, and this is this is actually um, way later. We we are recording this extremely late compared to when we like half a week later than normal yeah wait it's half a week pretty much we normally record oh yeah yeah. okay for some reason i thought you said a week and a half no no no, not a week that wouldn't make sense but time travel then actually yes we're recording this in the future (laughs) i'm gonna travel back a week and then still post it on time that'd be awesome that'd be a kind of funny contrivance for a time travel movie. Like a guy wants to travel back through time just to post a podcast. So like he doesn't care. He's like, I just want to post a podcast. <laughs> not trying to change history. Not trying to get rich. Just wants to post a podcast. Still not as good of a plot as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but you know, it could be a decent movie. Dude, I think we should, I think um, we should talk about a movie. Maybe not every week, but like I just watched this movie. It's a really cool movie that you reminded me of. It's called Interstellar. Oh yeah, I saw that a while back. It's good. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. Um, kind of weird ending, but it's a definitely good movie. Good, good in in very very many aspects. I thought it was interesting just the way the pacing of the movie went. Like I like movies that have weird pacing. And I guess it kind of made sense in a lot of ways, but it reminded me a lot of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I haven't. It's good, 
but it's not necessarily an easy movie to watch necessarily. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it's a very long movie. It's in three acts. And there are no characters that are in all three acts. Oh, wow. So, like, there's a first act and there are, you know, there's certain things that happen. Then there's a second act with different characters and certain things that happen. There's a third act. And there is, like, a common thread that goes through all of them. But it's not actually explicitly explained. And the ending of the movie, just imagine the ending of Interstellar, except it makes way less sense. Than than Interstellar. Yeah, it's actually good, kind of. I don't know. It's It's worth a watch, at least. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's, um, it, the pacing didn't, didn't really annoy me or it didn't annoy me. It didn't catch me off guard either. Um, for Interstellar, I think the, the really, the cool part, well, there's two, two parts that there's a part that I liked and then there was a part that I didn't. The part that I liked about the movie was that it was really like, it was really contemplative. Um, it was weird. <laughs> it kind of, kind of freaky. I think the time change aspect of it was really... Yeah, spoilers, by the way. We'll just say, if you don't want interstellar spoilers, skip ahead a few minutes. Okay. Is that a spoiler? I guess so. I'm not used to doing these things. (laughs) Yeah, that that spoils the ending. All right, all right. Okay, so I won't won't give too much away, but just like the time time aspect. And then, um, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, they are... on a different planet and it was weird and it was not in my opinion um i like happy movies with happy endings well maybe not happy movies but i like happy endings so that wasn't a happy ending for me it was why not i I thought it was a happy ending because it was weird (laughs) i couldn't see myself in living on a planet like that and being happy I mean, they weren't even on a planet. They were on a space station. Oh, that was a space station. That's why it was weird. Yeah, they were traveling. Okay, no wonder it looked awkward. Like, I was like, how is that a planet? Yeah, it wasn't a planet. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes way more sense. Thank you for clarifying. I do understand, like, it not being a complete or, like, completely satisfying ending because it didn't really resolve everything. Like, the, um... Right. Uh, the one woman, I can't remember her character's name. Uh, but was still stranded in space and it was just kind of left open like yeah he's gonna go out there to find her but they didn't really explain it they still hadn't found another planet to live on so for all we know you know the space space station just runs out of supplies in a year right after the movie that's a good and then everyone dies that's all we know as far as we know yeah but i actually kind of liked that about it no, I was I was gonna say that that's a better word for it. Like it's it wasn't completely satisfying. It was a it was a happy ending. It just wasn't it wasn't completely satisfying. But yeah, I can get that. It it was a good movie though. Like yeah, it. I like movies like that because they're not the normal, like Hollywood blockbuster. You know, same old story, same old stuff. Yeah, it took a lot of things from a lot of sci-fi stuff and a lot of old sci-fi, and it you know, it did a lot of things that have been done before, but it was just done in a way that was excellent. It was shot really well. The music was good. The acting was really good. Yeah. And yeah, the acting was amazing. The special effects too, actually. No, special effects were cool. I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay attention too much to that, but the music was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty. It was definitely worth watching, and I think we already talked about Mad Max the other day too, didn't we? Or did did we not? What Mad Max? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I that feel like was I mentioned a cool it. movie. I did not see it. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a really. Good I need movie. to see. It. I think. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably going to be a movie that my dad and I see instead of with my mom and my sister. Although I could be wrong. It's more of a, it's probably more of a, I mean, it's, it's an action movie, so. Eh, it depends on your taste. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know that a lot of women have enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Well, I'm not. So, okay, so factor, but just to it clarify, just depends on... I'm not speaking for 
every mom and sister. I'm just saying my my mom and sister. <laughs> I'm just saying, even though I've known you guys for a while, I don't know them well enough to know if they would enjoy that or not. So, and I don't, I don't think even you and I have watched a movie together in ten years. Yeah, what Maybe what not. movie did we watch together? I don't even remember. Uh, I remember back when you lived in Texas, like way way back, and you had you were living in the house that had the projector room in it or oh, right, media yeah. room. I don't know why I called it a projector room because it had a projector in it. I guess we would watch uh, Little House on the Prairie or whatever. oh yeah, because yeah, what else did we watch? We watched. Uh, that one movie with the the monkeys. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking Planet of the Apes. But no, I it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, what is that movie? I don't even remember. But, yeah. I never could remember what that movie was. I just remember watching it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, at the end of the movie. Okay, that would be a spoiler, too. So. <laughs> even though you don't know what it's called. Um, yeah. That was a good movie. <laughs> I remember it being good. I just don't remember anything about it. But yeah, I think that might have been the last thing we watched over there. Either that or some episode of a TV show or something. Yeah, we might have watched... Um, I know I watched a lot of Discovery Channel way back in the day. That was like my favorite thing to do almost. And then way back in the day, we watched uh, Rescue Heroes online. or on. Oh, yeah. I forgot that about was that. crazy that was a long time yeah ago. that was like that was way back way back huh yeah so i think i think we're just now wrapping up the uh intro section of the podcast yeah we're officially today. done the intro <laughs> yep intro is done um oh yeah well, i guess we did the we did the artist of the week too uh what have you been listening to this week changing changing uh, topic directions here yeah what have i been listening to so like is that should we replace the the band or that with the band of the week or is it different uh it's kind of part of the intro it's just you know catching up okay well i'd say probably the same thing because nothing, oh, okay. nothing different i mean i guess i could could be really really um specific and say i've been listening to the band that we were talking about last week, which is Life of Dylan. Uh, if you haven't had a ch- chance to check that band out, you need to, and then check the podcast last week because that was an awesome podcast. Anyway, shameless plug. It was also way more structured than this one. It was a lot more structured. A little bit more than a little bit. A little bit. It's also not recorded at 11 at night. It was recorded like 10 at night. Was it? I think we finished at the time we started tonight. Okay. Last time. Wow. Or something like that, yeah. So we officially have like 25 minutes about left of the podcast. We should probably move on to games. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to talk about what I was listening to this week. Okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Fast. Yeah, I think uh, I was listening to a bunch of uh, Meatloaf because and listen to Bad Out of Hell a lot I think I've mentioned that before it's one of those albums that's mixed so poorly and the quality is not good but the music is good enough that you listen to it anyway and you're like man I wish they'd re-record this because it's really good I don't know if you ever listened to Bad Out of Hell nah never you should It's, it's interesting it's like um it's definitely rock and roll. It's like a it's late seventies rock and roll. And one of the most interesting things about it is the way that it there's a lot of rhythm changes throughout the song. So it's not just, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I mean there is a verse. There there are verses and choruses and they're very clear. But the you know, the rhythm and the feel of the song will change between section to section. And usually there are long bridges and solos and stuff like that it's really interesting to listen to it's good stuff sweet yeah i've noticed a lot of that kind of rhythm changes i mean i'm i'm kind of surprised at myself that i actually like that kind of thing uh, why are you surprised 
I don't know. I just, I, I think that I'd like consistency. I know when I'm composing my own stuff on piano, I never really wanted to do rhythm changes because it just felt wrong in a way. And then I guess there's a balance between consistency and variety too. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, um, it's knowing when to, I think creativity is, it's the sort of thing where you kind of have to throw all the rules out because if you don't, when you're making a song, you're just going to be confined by a set of random standards. And I, I know for myself, like I tend to live by certain, like, like morally, like my life, I tend to live by certain like idiom, not, Yeah. Idioms. idioms. Or, or axioms. Axioms. There you go. Okay. There you go. Certain things. Like, it means a very different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, it's late. I can't even. I don't even yeah, know what that word here. means right now. I'm but, surprised okay. I yeah. knew what you were trying to say. <laughs> axioms. So, yeah, I tend to live by certain certain standards, principles, and, um, and, uh, and in music, I tend to do the same thing, but I think it's it's not always a good thing. Um, it's nice to be able to break out of the box. And when you're always trying to say, well, you have these like, kind of like a, a lingering doubt that if you do break that, that rule that maybe it's not going to sound good or, um, or whatever. And I think it's, it's, that's not really healthy. I think it's, it's better to be more, uh, experiment, experiment more and like, and try different things. So, yeah. So I don't, I guess like go, looking back on my previous uh, composing experience in quotations, um, I'd, I'd say that if I would have broken out of the box a little bit more, I might have not only maybe found some cool stuff, but like found it more enjoyable. It's always nice to change things up. Like you don't want to throw out all the rules though. Cause at some point if you throw them all out, then it's not actually a song. Like it's just not music. But, you know, there's something to be said for not being, or there's something to be said for using the, you know, rules of music and what sounds good to help you and not being a slave to the rules of music. And there's a difference between, you know, using things like melody and key signatures and rhythm and being bound by what other people's opinions are about what they think sounds the best. You know, you have to have an understanding of one to be able to experiment with the other. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Then again, I don't have a ton of musical experience either. I mean, I've played guitar for a while and been in a few bands and done stuff like that, but not, uh, you know, I, I studied a little bit of musical theory, but I'm super rusty, so... I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of interesting. Well, I, I, dude, it's that that makes a lot of sense. It's not. I I see what you're saying. It's. Um, I think it's definitely a balance. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. So games. Did you by any chance play any games this week? Um, I played a game called. Wait for my room to cool down because it's so hot in my room because my computer is heating it up. But that's it. Yeah, I, I play that game all the time. Well, see, right now, because I'm recording, I have the fan off. So it's really hot in here. And thankfully, oh, I'm using my laptop to record because I have a desktop computer that I use for games and programming and stuff like that. And that thing has four fans in it. So it's literally a space heater. I know, like, like mine, it's really bad. Mine, I don't know if the, the amount of heat it produces is directly proportional to the amount of cores that it has, but mine happens to have a lot of, it's like, it's a pretty spiff, spiffed up computer. It's kind of, somebody gave, somebody sold it to me who used to be in, in film score composing, or he still is, but he's kind of upgraded. 
and um, he was doing film scores with virtual instruments. So he had a lot of, a lot of RAM, a lot of cores, and um, I don't know if that's why or not, but mine tends to heat I up think my it room depends. a lot. I know on uh, on Max there are there was a utility and I can't remember what the name of it was, but uh, there was a one of those widgets I think is what they were called that I had installed that would let me read all the temperatures off of my laptop. So it was kind of interesting. Like you, you could try to figure out what was causing the most taking up the most processing power as far as the you know, programs were, and then you could actually see which part of the computer was generating the most heat too. Weird, which was interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. What's the name of that utility? It was really nice. It's, I have less issues with that now, but on my last laptop, sometimes it would just almost overheat. Um, I think... It was called iStat Pro. So it's just an app? Yeah, well, it's a, yeah, a Mac widget for the... I forget what they call that now. Do they even still have that? I don't the, uh, think widget so. Thing. I feel like f- hmm. it used to just be a separate space you would move to. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a tangent, but that was just an interesting thing. Huh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, as far as what I've been playing this week, I played. I've been doing a ton because I've been super busy, but on the weekend I got a chance to play some stuff. I finished The Witcher 3, finally. I went back and played it. Oh, nice. Uh, I got to the end of like the second act and was like, okay, I think I'm about at the end, and then went and looked it up just to see how far, how much time I had left because I was, you know, I was like, oh, I have about this much time to play. I wonder if I could finish it. And there was an entire act left. And so I just ended up playing all the way through to the end. And that was a, it was really good. Uh, I won't spoil the ending, but... It's it's very well written. It was a lot of fun. The only issue I ran into it, into with it, which I ran into with a lot of open world games, is you know it's like a fifty hour game, and you know at about forty hours I start to get real tired. And like even if it's a good game, you know, about forty hours in, I'm like yeah, you know I've been going through doing all the side quests. Because I don't want to miss anything. Because some of the side quests fail when you continue, and I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to see how the story ends. You know, I'd like to do all these side quests, but I just don't. I'm kind of I'm ready to move on to something else. There are other good games out. I'd like to play some other things. And so I end up just blitzing it. But I don't know. That's the the other thing is like I don't know if you've played any games that have multiple endings. The issue. I run into with games that have a ton of endings is when I've invested like 40 plus hours in a game I don't want to I don't want to get to the end and then get an ending that I hate because I screwed up two decisions halfway through the game so I always end up looking up what the ending is and then (laughs) making the decisions beforehand because I know I'm going to be mad if I get to the end and then it's like oh you got the bad ending play it again to get the good ending like no 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 i'm not pl- i'm not playing another 40 hours just to get the good ending right i don't know if you're in anything like that what are your thoughts i i've never played a game that has multiple endings that would be very sad and confusing and frustrating for me i think it's not always just a lot of times actually really like for shorter games that have multiple endings i like it like um well, some of them aren't handled well. Like, I liked the multiple... In- no, I didn't. That's not true. I was about to say I liked the multiple endings in Deus Ex Human Revolution, but I didn't. I liked Deus, Deus Ex Human Revolution, but the multiple endings was dumb because they were like, here are four buttons. Pick the ending you want. Which, you know, in some ways it's like, okay, well, why even bother? If it's just... You, you would literally walk up and hit a button for each one, and you'd pick one. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's kind of nice because you get to the end of it and you don't end up with the wrong ending. Um, oh, and one that actually did do it well is Dishonored. And I didn't like everything about the way that worked, but it was like based on, it was, I don't know if you've ever played Dishonored or heard of it. Have you? I haven't, no. Okay, so it's a first person, um, I guess stealth game kind of. It's not really a stealth game. It's a first-person game that 
uh, has a lot of like okay so the the basic premise is that you're in like this kind of steampunk world it's kind of similar to thief in that respect like the world feels a lot like the thief world and you are a either a guard or something that works for some political leader and they end up getting assassinated and you get blamed for it so you end up going you end up on the run trying to prove your innocence but you have all these you end up becoming an assassin and trying to while trying to prove your innocence so you have all these you end up with these powers that will let you teleport and stuff like that and you could use them to you know help help you try to assassinate whoever you need to assassinate and so you can play the game entirely stealthy or entirely just you know with guns and stuff like that huh or you can do a mixture of the two and what you do actually changes the difficulty of the game over time in some ways and affects what ending you end up with. And the endings in in that game were done well enough that even if I were to get the bad ending, it would have been okay. And I got like, you know, there was like a really bad ending where you just did everything wrong, a really good ending where you did 100% stealth and you did everything right. And there was like a, um, a you know, almost bad ending and like an almost good ending depending on what other decisions you made I forget which one I got but it was it was done well like part of the problem is you kind of have a dilemma of what you know as a designer designing the game you don't know you have to decide if you want to like really signpost the choices which borders on breaking the fourth wall where you're just like hey, here's a choice. This is really important. It might come back to bite you later, wink. And then providing a choice where the player gets mad because they're like, how would I know that that would affect anything? So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, how do we get to that? Oh yeah, Witcher 3. And then I also played, once I finished that, I played a little bit of Mass Effect 2. Which is pretty decent. I didn't like the first one at all. And I guess it's because I never played it when it came out, and now it's just too dated. I just, you know, I just can't go back to it. Just the controls were awful. But Mass Effect 2 was pretty decent. But the writing is a little... It's just bad sci-fi. I don't know. It's all right. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever played Mass Effect. I'm sure you've heard of it at least. I have, yeah. I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. Sorry, I, that sounded like I did. Yeah, well, I guess so. Mass Effect is a. Uh, I guess I should actually explain what it is. It's a uh, space third-person shooter with RPG elements. It's always described as an RPG. It's made by Bioware. They make a lot of games like that. Um, they're known for Mass Effect, and so it was. People always describe it as an RPG. But it's mostly a third-person shooter. But there are certain, you know, you do you do quests, and you there's a lot of dialogue, and there's a lot of you know different dialogue choices you make have affect the way things turn out, and there are multiple endings and all that. And in fact, Mass Effect Three was criticized because of the way that they wrapped everything up. They kind of sold it as every decision you make across the whole series matters, and then it really didn't at all. Uh, yeah. But uh, having not beaten Mass Effect 3 yet, I'll kind of reserve my judgment for that until I actually get there. But, I don't know. And one of the things people are like, hey, the story is so good, I'm really, you know, I really like the world. I'm like, I don't care about the story in this game, because it's, it's a lot of like, there's a guy in prison... And the people that own the prison are the stereotypical mercenary people that are hired by the government. And you have to break this person out of the prison. Like, a lot of the characters are just very, very much just, you know, they pick a a sci-fi stereotype and they just stick with it. And there's no variation from it. (laughs) Then one of the other things I noticed is there's a lot of characters. there, There are a lot of characters that the voice and the appearance of the character and the actual character as they're written seem to completely clash. Like, there are some characters that are supposed to be workers on one planet, 
And so the voices they have don't, like, I don't know if you've been around, like, construction workers or anything, but they don't have high-pitched, you know, weak-sounding voices. These did. Right. And these were, like, super, super skinny aliens who didn't look like they would do any working. Like, it, it, I, and I guess that fits in their world, but it just seemed really, like, this weird dissonance between, like, what the writers were thinking and what the artists and voice actors were thinking. It just didn't seem to fit at all. Like, in some of the lines, it was like, yeah, that didn't sound... Like, you voice acted it really well for the character that I think you think you're voice acting. (laughs) But I don't think the character that you're playing is the character that the writer wrote. It just doesn't feel like the same thing. It kind of bugs me a little bit. But the gameplay is decent enough, and it's fun. I mean, it's just a cover shooter, so it's, you know... It's the it's kind of the equivalent of like an action, you know, a mindless action movie. Not much to it. But yeah. Definitely worth playing. Just skip the first one. Just right to the second one. It's like 10 bucks on Steam. I think it's cool how how you're you and I are kind of like we're talking about music and games and we're kind of coming at each topic from more of the creative creator point of view. Um, just kind of like breaking it down into the, the nuts and bolts. It's kind of fun. Kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm definitely interested in like the design that goes into all the stuff. And uh, I guess it's one of the reasons I liked, I guess I haven't talked about this on here, but there's a, uh, a company called Double Fine. They made a game called Psychonauts. They recently made a game called Broken Age which is a point-click adventure game, and when they're making that game, they recorded the entire development process. So if you go to Double Fine's website, you can get the documentary. I forget how much it is. But that is super interesting. So stuff like that I find fascinating. So uh, I think it's doublefine.com. And it's the... Where is it? I don't know where it is, but it's on there somewhere. They have a documentary, and it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, do we have, like, a link section, like a description section for the podcast? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to start to actually take notes during the podcast so that I can actually put some links in the descriptions. And so I'll, yeah, I'll add a link to the description for that. Uh... Let me make a note of that real fast. Yeah, and if you send me a link to your Artist of the Week, I'll uh, link them in the description as well. That way the listeners can go give that a look. Sweet. Yeah, so yeah, stuff like that's interesting. Uh so we're nearing the end. Have you been reading anything this week? I haven't really read much of anything. That's a, yeah. So I ended up finishing the entire book one of the Stormlight Archive. Um, very, and in case you did not, uh, did not pick up on that from the last podcasts, um, that book is called The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. And um, so anyway, that book is... A very big book and it's a very good book it's about a thousand pages long i was fortunate enough to get a free audio audible audiobook from um one of their sponsors or one of their i don't know affiliates what, yeah affiliates it's the other way the other thing yeah the other one. <laughs> um yeah so it's a good book it's um it's very well written, very well done. It's just so like, I don't know that much about writing. I'm a, I'm a writer because I write, I wrote essays like every week for a time for like a whole, I think it was a whole school year almost, but so I'm really good at writing essays. But as far as like the whole story writing and everything, I think I'm at the, the level where I can kind of see all of the amazing things and not really see all the faults but i'd have to say for a book that i've read like i've seen 
I've read books that I don't really like, and I can tell I can tell you usually why I don't like them. This book, there's like basically nothing in the book that was poorly written, poorly developed. Um, everything's just so in sync, and I think part of the reason is because it's so long. I mean, he has um, a, a normal book would probably take like, you know, it'd probably take like two hundred pages or three hundred pages to write a book like that and it just wouldn't be as good so maybe he's definitely very um he's not long-winded so there's a, there's a difference between being long-winded and, and and actually describing everything i think he's not like overwhelming it's not like you start reading it and you're like okay get on with it already um there's really not that usually it's just he's just describing everything and um he makes he makes everything clear enough so that you know, but not overly clear so that you're like, so that it's repetitive. Um, so anyway, I can't stop saying good things about the book, but uh, so I would definitely check that book out. They have, he has a second book that I'm going to start reading soon in that series. Apparently he's writing a third book now and there's supposed to be 10 in the series. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I may have to read it. The other thing I've been thinking about reading is, well, I want to go back and read Beowulf. Cause we were, um, I was talking about it with another friend the other day, and it's something I had to read for school, and one of the few things I read for school and actually enjoyed. So it's very interesting. Um, and then I want to go read sometime the... Uh, so the, the Witcher games are actually based on a series of books. And so I thought it'd be interesting to go and read those books because I've heard they're actually pretty good. But, I mean, I haven't actually read anything. I'm just, I've talked about reading things a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, well, I think that's going to be about it for this episode of the podcast. So, Zachary, if people want to find other things that you do, listen to your music, where can they find you? All right, so you can find me on Twitter. First and foremost, Zachary Bruno is my Twitter handle. If you don't know how to spell my name, then too bad, so sad. No, um, it's Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-B-R-U-N-O. Um, and it's um, I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. I think if you want to really keep up with what I'm doing, like on a a better basis you might try finding me on facebook um it's like the same profile picture so I, you i mean it's not hard to find me you can go to my website at zacharybrunomusic.com and i'm pretty sure i have all my social media icons there and if you want to check out my instrumental project um aside from solo piano this is kind of a side project called koi reef and it's a i'm actually um about to, well, not about to, but I'm going to be releasing an EP, five songs for oh, free, um, pretty soon, maybe in the next couple months. I have some collaborations with somebody who I met at the festival, a drummer, and then, um, and possibly some other, other things. So yeah, so check that out. It's on SoundCloud, Koi Reef, um, is what it's called, K-O-I-R-E-E-F, and you can there's, there's going to be links on Twitter all the time. So that was kind of long, <laughs> but anyway. No, it's all good. Yeah, my my list much shorter. Um, at Lytle Jordan on Twitter, L Y T L E J O R D A N, because somebody took my real name. Uh, and that's it. I'm occasionally on Twitter, almost never. Yeah, he needs to get on Twitter more often. I think. Yeah, maybe. I just don't have that much to post most of the time, other than links to the podcast. Yeah, what do you Speaking of the podcast, you can find it on collectednonsense.com or on iTunes. I was posting them to SoundCloud, but it's uh, I ran out of space for free uploads, and they wanted to charge me monthly, and I said no. And then I tried to delete old episodes and upload new ones, and it won't let me do that either, so they can take a hike, because <laughs> there are two other places to find it, so... It'll be up on iTunes and collectednonsense.com every Thursday. Yeah, Barring I kind of like some. SoundCloud. Don't don't diss SoundCloud. I'm offended. I, 
Okay, be offended. <laughs> uh, there are many other ways to get audio out there. It was not functioning properly. So. That was a joke, just. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sweet. I think that's about it. All right. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>